You are listening to an SAFM podcast, 104 to 107 nationwide. Stream us live on www.safm.co.za or via the SABC Plus app. SABC News, independent and impartial. Let me start right there. We hope to produce a bill from this that will go to Parliament, and it will be the first order of business in the seventh administration for the Minister of Justice, whoever that will be. Um, and it's important that we have this because we have since learned over time, firstly, that this bill is, I mean, this act, the Criminal Procedure Act, is some 50 years old. Society has evolved immensely since then. Uh, you now have technology as an incredible driver for a number of things that we do. But this, this Criminal Procedure Act was created in a time where you know it was not envisioned that data analytics can be used, artificial intelligence can be used for criminal trials and so on. So we need to then you know ensure that this legislation is up to task, up to the task in that regard. But we've also received um, and learned from a lot of citizens when we do imbezos and engage with citizens that there is a sentiment that the criminal justice system is too centered towards. Uh, the accused person and protecting their rights. It's not victim-centric enough. A classic example is when a person who, for example, is a victim of human trafficking has to testify in the court. They would have to do so in the full face of a perpetrator and they would have to almost revisit the crime themselves. And they're just treated simply as a witness and that's it and that's the end of the matter for the, wit- for the witness and, crime, and victim of that particular crime. So we need to rethink the criminal justice system in a way that it becomes a lot more victim-centric, but also is a lot more effective and is able to incorporate technology. And I think many South Africans would agree with that because one thinks of a scenario whereby someone breaks into your home and, you know, you try to defend yourself in your own home on your premises and suddenly you are the one having to go to court and ultimately feel like you are the perpetrator as opposed to having been the victim. So I think many people will actually agree that there needs to be a change, Crispin. But is this just going to be another talk shop? Because as you say, this will be the first order of business for the next administration. What if they don't buy into this vision? No, it's definitely not going to be a talk shop from this because we're going to have a bill being produced from this. Uh, We have a committee that is led by retired Judge President uh, Lehodi from uh, the High Court in Bumalanga. And so producing a bill is a very important task. Ultimately, bills become law. I mean, having a bill being presented in parliament is, is, no, is no small order. And that's the first aim. So it's something that's far beyond a talk shop. We will have a credible document that comes out of this that can become law and inter- become interrogated as well by society. So you say, you know, uh, we're looking at, you know, being more uh, victim centric. But another issue that always pops up uh, with regard to the uh, criminal justice system is the issue of parolees. Uh, And usually when they become repeat offenders in serious crimes, is this something that's on your agenda? That's a matter of correctional services per se, but it is also linked, yes, to what becomes the role of the victim of a crime in when a person is granted parole. And that is not quite, uh, that is not legislated, it's not quite clear. So we hope that this process will also make that clearer over time so that, you know, as a victim of a crime, you, you, you don't just learn of the fact that someone is getting paroled some 15 years after the crime has been committed. Throughout the journey of the individual's rehabilitation, you have some role to play. 
so that ultimately when the individual is granted parole, you are also um, you are also okay with the journey of this inmate. Those are some of the things that we are looking at. What about the input of the broader public into uh, you know what this bill would ultimately resemble, Crispin? So that's going to be definitely the phase once the bill is being published. You know, we are required to call on the public to comment on the bill. But even in the conceptualization of this bill, we are taking into into practice um, a number of sentiments that have been put to us by members of the public. Like I said, when we go to MPs, when we engage in victim-offender dialogue sessions, we get a sense of how uh, individuals and citizens feel about this bill. And so that is what has triggered its amendment and its review. But definitely once the bill is in place, it will then also have to undergo scrutiny of the public through comments and so on. We've touched on a few issues, but uh, as far as the official uh, agenda goes, uh, what are some of the top items on that agenda to be discussed, Crispin? As we speak now, um, the, the, the panel discussion um, led by the uh, as we speak now, there's a panel discussion led by the minister, um, and we've received a presentation from the High Commission of the UK, for example on a number of issues pertaining to the integration of technology and what their experience has been. Um, there are a number of other aspects that will be discussed as well. Like I've said, the victim-centric aspect will also follow. There will be a panel discussion on that, um, where the National Prosecuting Authority will also be given an opportunity to explain how they have experienced um, unnecessary delays due to people taking unnecessary points in limine, which to some extent the Criminal Procedure Act allows them to do so. So there are a number of panel discussions that will take place that help review the legislation. And uh, what about uh, the other arms involved in the uh, criminal justice system? You know, when we spoke about uh, the parolees and uh, repeat offenders, you said, you know, that would involve correctional services. You've got the police, on the other hand, you know, at uh, the inception stage. So how are they involved in these discussions? And so we also have social development involved uh, at, the, at the level of how do we ensure that the system from uh, even a welfare point of view takes care of victims of crimes. Um, and we have uh, quite correctly, as you said, the South African police services who have also given their inputs. We also have the National Prosecuting Authority and the judicial officers themselves, as well as, like, like you say, correctional services who are also here. Um, all of these uh, cross-pollination bodies will cross-pollinate and give ideas as to how we can ensure that, one, the system is more integrated because they play different roles in the system. But ultimately, these, these roles need to speak to each other in a way that makes the criminal justice system effective and efficient. And they are here to really play that role and, and really ensure that the new bill that we do produce speaks to all of their needs in a way that gives um, confidence to the justice system. Mm. And then, and, and, you know, uh, there's so many things that come to mind as we are having this discussion, uh, Chris, but, you know, I'm thinking of the fact that, you know, one uh, falls victim to a crime in one area. Perhaps you need to move because you are scared. You're not from there. You drive off. You go home and you try to report a case and they tell you ah, it wasn't a fair. It didn't happen here. You need to go back to wherever it happened. You know, things like that, that just seems so counterproductive. Uh, are these some of the matters that you will be taking into consideration as well? Absolutely. I mean, for example, when it comes to a crime like cyber fraud, um, the law is written in such a way that you have to report a crime where it takes place. Um, so if you are 
in the morning in, in, in KZN and then suddenly have something happens to your account, but you're actually a resident of um, of, of the Western Cape, for example, you, you would want to just report the crime where you are able to follow it through. But the law is written in a way that says, no, you have to report the crime in, in KZN. So those are things that definitely this type of conference... Of course, dockets going missing. And dockets being digitized. Uh, that's the solution that we are going to pursue. So, so, what are you thinking in that regard? Have, have some, you know, uh, proposals been put forward with regard to how you can tighten up in that regard? Yes, technology is the answer. We do believe in many ways. It's not the silver bullet, but it will provide a lot of answers as to how we can firstly integrate the criminal justice system in a way that ensures that all the role players are looking at the same type of information when they are playing their role. So, right from the identity of an inmate or an alleged person to, you know, the history of this person. Was he accused of a previous crime before? All of that requires us to be able to collate data in a particular way and present it in a particular way that ensures that everyone who is dealing with this particular crime scene and crime is able to do their work effectively. Uh, Those are some of the solutions that we are looking at. The review panel that the minister had appointed in November has done some extensive work and they will be presenting some of their findings here at this conference. And we will also look forward to some of the solutions that they uh, would be detailing. Thanks so much for your time. Crispin Piri is a national spokesperson for the Ministry of Justice and Correctional Services. You can find SAFM Current Affairs on 104 to 107 nationwide. Our podcasts are available for download on all our digital platforms. SAFM, leading the conversation.